Scripture readings today are Psalms 146, verses 1 through 10, and Ephesians 4, verses 22 and 20 through 24. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praises to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground on that very day. Their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those who help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the gracious. Righteous, sorry. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever, your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. You are taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your mind, and to put on the new self-created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. We ask God to bless these words to our hearts and our minds. Well, how many of you stayed up last night to watch the new year come in? Okay, Don did. Oh, my goodness. Okay, there's some of you that made it through the night. I didn't. I went to bed nice and early. I haven't seen the 12 o'clock hour for years. <laughs> I go to bed early. So sometimes it's kind of hard to realize that a new year has begun. 2023 is upon us. A new year, a chance to start fresh. Millions of people make New Year's resolutions, don't they? And then we promise ourselves to start doing something good or maybe stop doing something bad. On the first day of the year, we're going to do all this this year, and then I think most of them fail. If you look up the word resolution in the dictionary, it gives us some definitions, a state or quality of being resolute, firm determination, a course of action determined or decided on, and resolving to do something. So hopefully today, we're going to get our minds thinking about making some resolutions that count, and a way to figure out how to make them stick. The practice of making New Year's resolutions has been around a long time. The ancient Babylonians made promises to their gods at the start of each year and that they would return borrowed objects and pay their debts. The Romans began each year by making promises to the god Janus, for whom the month of January is named. In medieval times, the knights took the peacock vow. I, I forgot to look up what that was about, the peacock vow. At the end of the Christmas season, each year to reaffirm their commitment to chivalry. 
At watch nights, many Christians prepare for the year ahead by praying and making resolutions. So we're going to take some time this morning to consider our own resolutions for 2023. Now there's some common ones, aren't there? We've all heard, and probably at one time or another, we've made these. One would be to become more physically fit, or to improve our financial condition, improve our health, lose some weight, improve family relationships, clean the house. Maybe should make that one. Be more positive. Now, those are pretty good resolutions, aren't they? There's nothing wrong with improving on our physical and mental health. Nothing wrong with improving our relationships and volunteering more. All those things are really good, and it's okay to strive to improve. But do they really matter in the long run? Well, there's nothing wrong with making a resolution uh, that lists some specific goals and experiences we hope to accomplish this year. God really wants us to live a life of joy that still brings him glory. It's vital that we keep striving to stay closer to God, to grow with him, to understand him more. With that in mind, it seemed appropriate today to create a list of resolutions that everyone who's wanting to live fully with God in 2023 could follow. Now, as we set these goals this morning, remember not Every goal that you set is a good goal that God is going to bless. So how do you know the kind of goals that God maybe would bless? First of all, ask yourself, will my goal honor God? What kind of goal brings glory to God? That would be any goal that causes you to trust him more, to depend on him more, to love him more, to love others more, to serve him and others to be more unselfish. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10:31, when you eat or drink or do anything else, always do it to honor God. Everything can be done to honor God. You can honor God by taking out the trash. You can honor God by opening the door for some old people who are trying to get in. Thank you for doing that. You can honor God by washing the dishes doing that mundane task at work, by doing it with the right attitude, gratitude, you're honoring God. If you want your life to bring honor to God, set goals that will help you be the best that you can be for God's glory. A second question to ask yourself is, is my goal motivated by love? God is not going to bless a goal that's motivated motivated by greed, envy, guilt, fear, or pride. But he does honor a goal that's motivated by a desire to demonstrate love to him and to others because life is learning is about learning to love. Why is it why is it important to have goals based on love? Because if you set loveless goals, you're going to treat people and maybe even yourself as projects. You've got to run all over yourself or others to reach that goal. You may run over your spouse, your family members, your friends, and other people as you climb up the ladder of success. God says, no, you've got it all wrong. It's not about accomplishments. It's about relationships. It's about learning how to love. Corinthians tells us to do everything in love. 
Your number one goal in life should be to learn how to really love your family, your neighbors, and even those who are hard to love. That makes you more like God, because God is love. Sometimes we need a bit of encouragement to get started on setting resolutions for the new year, or we simply have no idea where to begin as it comes to facing this year. I'm going to share a list of four Christian resolutions for this year that should get you going on the right track. The first thing I would ask as you think about your resolutions is to plan to pray every day. Boy, that sounds simple, doesn't it? But we forget that we can pray in the car, taking out the trash, washing the dishes. This is probably the most important resolution you can make this year. Prayer is our direct connection to God. And as such, we're called to pray without ceasing in regards to everything. By being in constant conversation with God, we can be sure that we are always making the attempt to have his will done in our lives. Keep in mind, however, that constantly praying doesn't mean that everything will always go the way you hope it will. Sometimes what we pray for and what God has planned for us are not the same things. But even if you find yourself confused this year as to what God's will is for your life, keep your faith. There's a reason for it all. Be persistent in praying for God's will. Romans 12.12 tells us to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Even when you find yourself in a rough spot this year, stay patient and never stop praying. Sometimes to get to places we'd like to go to in life, we have to trust God enough to go through the places we don't want to go. Prayer allows us to make it through bad situations and come out stronger in the end. I think a good second resolution is make an effort to read your Bible every day. It's as important as praying, opening your Bible, and reading even for a few minutes today. This can have an extreme impact on your life. It's vital that every Christian reads the Bible as often as they can, if not on an er everyday basis. As it says in Matthew 4.4, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Therefore, reading God's word is as much as possible is important in our spiritual lives. If you don't have access to a Bible, let me know. We'll take care of that for you. You know, I think that it's hard to know what to read. If you start and say, I'm going to read the whole Bible this year, and you start at the beginning of Genesis, by the time you reach Deuteronomy, you're going, I can't do this anymore. All those lists and things that are important but not as meaningful to us. Try reading Romans. Try reading John. Start in the New Testament and, and get an understanding. You can read just a little at a time. There are plans available that will help you read the, through the whole Bible in a period of time. Those are really nice to use. They guide your reading. Then you can check off. Do you like to check off your when you've accomplished something? Some of them have checks that you can make a check. and you can just, Oh, I'm so good. I finished it. 
it's it's a good thing to do. But sometimes you can just open the Bible and let it fall to where it may, and you might have some startling results sometimes when you do that. The truth is there's no right way or wrong way to go about it. Many of us have Bible apps on our phones. When I'm sitting in my easy chair at home, I have my phone there and I have my Bible apps and I, I look up things as I'm, I'm doing things like preparing the sermon. I'm probably using my phone more than I am a, the, the standard Bible. A study Bible is great to have. I have a, an amazing one that gives you culture and history and background. But the thing that I, I want you to think about is the more time you spend in God's Word, the more you'll see God directing your life. Even though most of us are older people, and we've probably known the Bible and known stories for most of our lives, it's still amazing what new pops out at you. It's exciting. I think a, a third resolution is to not let past failures hold you back. Even when we pray constantly and spend time in God's Word, there are some things in our life that make it hard to fully devote ourselves to following God. Much of that has to do with allowing our past failures to drag us down and hold us back. Decide this is the year that you'll let go. Let go of those past failures. Begin to trust in God and for all the future successes He has in store for you. Every single bad thing that happened to you in 2022 is done. By grace of God, you've been given a new year, new opportunities for better days ahead. You're going to fail at some point on something this year. It's not a question of if, but when. However, you don't have to let this past and future failure stop you from following God. When you ask God for forgiveness, you are forgiven every single time. Let go of it. So stop making excuses why things can't get any better or you'll never accomplish something in your life because of the, a failure. If you continue to hold on to the bad things that happened to you in the past, you won't be able to grab on to the good things God has in store for you for this year. Don't let your past failures confine you in 2023. Your biggest blessing may be laying just ahead of us, beyond our comfort zone. With God's grace, hope is never lost. Then I have a, a resolution for you is go to church weekly. Now you, since we're here and I look around, I see most of you every week. It's such a joy. But I want to emphasize that going to church is a vital component to the Christian life. It's not for, just for the reasons we might think. Hebrews 10.25 tells us that we must not neglect to meet together. We must not neglect to meet meeting together, as is the habit of some, but we must encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day is drawing near. And of course, the day drawing near is the coming, the second coming of Jesus. So we need to meet together. We need to encourage each other. We need to meet together. And it's a joy to come here on Sunday for me and to, to see you and chat with you. For the music, Carol, I'm always so touched by your dedication. Our elders, as they do the, the uh, communion and, and work through, 
Don and Kathy, as you do the readings, there's such dedication, and we can support and encourage that. It's amazing the excuses that we can come up with to abandon or desert fellow Christians on Sunday mornings. To highlight this, a pastor wrote the following. Football in the fall, basketball in the winter, baseball in spring and summer. This pastor has been an avid sports fan all his life, but he said, I quit. I'm going to quit this sport business once and for all. You can't get me near one of those places again. And do you want to know why? Every time I go, they want money. The people I sat next to didn't seem friendly at all. The seats were too hard and not very comfortable. I went to many games, but the coach never came to my house. Then the referee made a decision that I thought was terrible. I also suspected that I was sitting with some hypocrites. They came to see their friends and what others were wearing rather than to see the game. Some games went into overtime, and I was late getting home. The band played some numbers I'd never heard before. And it seems that the games are always scheduled when I want to do other things. And when I was a child, my parents took me to too many games. I don't want to take my children to any games because I want them to choose for themselves what sport they like when they grow up. Excuses. It's funny how these excuses to not go to a ball game sound stupid, but those are the same ones we hear when people are talking about church. They think they make perfect sense. Rick Warren, who is a Christian pastor and writer, says we were created for community, fashioned for fellowship, and formed for family. None of us can fulfill God's promises alone. We were created to have a relationship with God and with our brothers and sisters in Christ. In Romans 12.5, Paul says we're connected to each other. Everyone in the body of Christ is important and necessary. When part of the body decides to desert and abandon the other parts and disconnect, it affects all the others. Just as with the human body, if your right leg decided it wanted to leave, it would affect you. At the end of the day, no matter what's on your 2023 resolution list, or if you've opted not to make one this year at all, it's exponentially important to make God a priority this year. Even if your prayers are going unheard, God is listening. Even if you fail over and over again, God cares. He wants you to live a life that brings you closer to Him each and every day. While it's not always easy, it's always worth it. So I've given you some guidelines to use in setting up some resolutions for this year. We often make resolutions and break them. Words are easy to speak and hard to live by. And really, most of our resolutions are misplaced anyway. They're only designed to make us slightly better. They're only designed to take what we already are and fine-tune it, maybe remodel it just a little bit. I resolve to lose 20 pounds so I can look slimmer. That's not very important. I resolve to stop smoking so I could be a little healthier. I resolve to control my temper so I could be a little nicer. Now, don't get me wrong. 
those resolutions are okay and they can be important. But are they the resolutions God would have you make? Is his goal for us that by this time next year we would be just slightly improved? Is his goal for us that by this time next year we would be the same old us, just fine-tuned with the rough edges smoothed out? I don't think that's what God wants. He wants us to do something entirely different, something far beyond some minor uh, renovation. God wants to make us completely new, not just a slightly better version than what we are already. When we become gods, our old life is over. He makes all things new. All God wants is the sight and the permission to build. If we're going to act resolutely, if we're going to to be firmly determined, if we're going to set a course of action, then we should do it for something that will make great and lasting changes. Why waste time and energy on slight improvements? when we can invest in becoming brand new. You know, God really isn't interested in just throwing a little paint on us. He wants to go deeper. He doesn't want to see us do just a little remodeling. Paint fades and chips. Remodels become outdated over time. God is looking to do a whole new thing. We need simply to resolve to give him permission to tear down and rebuild. God is looking to work wonders in us and through us. We need simply to resolve to put ourselves in his hands and let him go to work. As with all resolutions, the choice is ours. We can settle for minor repairs, which will make us a little better. We can settle to try to act resolutely in our own strength. Perhaps we can make it to February or even March before we fall and say, I'll start again next year, or next Monday, or we could get serious. We could resolve to let God tear down our old selves and rebuild us into something completely new and wonderful. It's not too late, folks. We still can do it. We can let him speak to us, in us, and through us as we meet him weekly in church, together with these brothers and sisters. We can meet with him daily in his word as we read the Bible. We can walk in his thoughts, encounter his vision and will and dreams for our lives every day of our lives. And we can meet constantly with him in prayer. We can live in a steady, growing relationship with him. God is looking for a sight. He's looking for permission to build something amazing. Are you available? Let this year be the year you resolve to give God permission to build something amazing in you. If you will look at your bulletin, on the last page, do you see there's a box there with nothing in it? That's for you to put down maybe your resolution for getting closer to God this year. If you need a pen, Cheryl has a bunch of extra pens. I'd like you to write it down and kind of keep it in your mind that you're making a resolution for God to improve your life because as you improve your relationship with God, you'll find more joy, more peace, more calm, 
and just the ability to live a more fuller life if you're closer to God. So on the back is your chance to write your resolution. And like I said, Cheryl has pens for you. And then when we all gather here again this time next year, you can stand and say, wow, you won't believe God, what God has done in me. And everyone will, around you will say, yes, I can, because he did it for me too. Amen.